It's an exciting time to be a Jets fan, and training camp and the preseason have only added to the optimism levels. We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, September 1st, 2023, and I'm your host. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com here on Friday, September 1st, 2023. Thank you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. You can subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out. helps other Jets fans find the show. Today's episode of Locked on Jets is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, it's a very exciting time to be a fan of the New York Jets. And I think what's happened in training camp in the preseason has only added to the optimism levels. And we're going to discuss that on today's show. Now, of course, the Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers, so I don't need to tell you that. You know, Back in April, the Jets pulled off the deal with Green Bay, and the fan base has been electric since then. This season has been met with as much anticipation as any Jets season, I think it's fair to say, since 2010, since Rex Ryan's second season. The, the optimism level is just through the roof. I think it's a fair expectation to believe that the Jets will likely end the longest playoff drought, not just in the NFL, but in major North American sports. And I want to throw a few caveats out there. Now, obviously, the Jets have not played their first game yet. So we'll see what happens during the season. There's always the you know, there's always the possibility things don't go according to plan. Of course, that's true. Uh, it's also true that I think a lot of fan bases right now are trying to kind of read between the lines of what happened in training camp and preseason and find the positive, find the silver lining because you want to go into the season feeling good about your team. But I think that there is a lot of room for optimism around this team. And I think that that level for me has grown as I've seen what's happened through training camp and through the preseason. Now, look, I for months have been saying, I think the jets are going to end their playoff drought this year. I've been expecting the jets to be a very good team in 2023. And I think that they actually have a shot if things break the right way to have a very special season. But I have to say, even with, even after adding Aaron Rodgers, I think, there were some concerns I had. You know, if you went back to the shows I did during the spring, I had a few concerns with Aaron Rodgers. I had a few concerns with the way the Jets conducted the deal. And we're not going to touch on all of that. But one of the things I was questioning when the Jets made this deal was what version of Aaron Rodgers were the Jets getting? Because I don't think that was entirely clear at the time. I think we all saw that the last couple of years in Green Bay were pretty ugly. And I think that there's blame to go around there. But I think Rodgers contributed to a lot of that. I think... You know, over those last couple of years, he was a bit erratic. He did not handle things well in Green Bay. I think, you know, he obviously had a lot of issues with the way the team uh, drafted a new quarterback. He, he was not, he kind of held the team hostage a couple off seasons about whether he's going to retire, whether he wanted a trade. He had issues with, you know, the contract. And I think it was fair to wonder, especially after, you know, he appeared on the Pat McAfee show and said that, you know, he was close to retiring rather than continuing to play in 2023. I was a little worried, and I think it was fair to be worried about this. Was Rodgers fully committed? 
you know, is this a guy who's just cashing one more paycheck? Is this a guy who's, or is this guy who's fully committed, who's really buying into what the Jets are doing? And I think it's been clear, really, you can even go back before the training camp. Since the Jets got him, he is all in. And you could tell he put his money where his mouth is. You know, he gave back around $35 million, which was more than, frankly, more than I think anybody was expecting. You know, and that's, you know, I don't care how much money you have. Giving back that amount of money shows that you are fully committed to the football team. But if you just listen to what people around the team have said. And I saw caught an interview with CJ Uzama on ESPN about a week ago, where CJ Uzama is a veteran in this league. And he's talking about how Rogers has taught him a lot of stuff about how to read a defense pre-snap. Like what are some tells you, you know, you watch some, watch like the safety's footwork and sometimes that can give away what a play is. Or if you go back a few months ago, I had an interview with Thomas Morstead where Morstead talked about how just around the facility, Rogers getting to know anybody, Rogers getting to know like the, the staff there. And I remember the first episode of Hard Knocks, there was a guy, and I'm, I'm sorry, his name's eluding me and his role's eluding me, but he's a staff member with the Jets, a long-tenured staff member. And Rogers pulls him aside, he puts his arm around him, and he goes to the Hard Knocks cameras, and he goes, hey, this guy didn't get on Hard Knocks last time, and he was upset about it, so please feature this guy this time. Rogers has been a breath of fresh air around this franchise, and I can't help but think, and I don't want to like play armchair psychologist with this too much, but I think about Rogers between, especially between the 2021 you know, to 2022 window where he was having all these issues with Green Bay. And just in general, it seemed like he was not himself. Sometimes that's happened. Sometimes you just are in a bad relationship. And it's true. In, it's true in any number of aspects of life. And it's true. It could be true in your job. And if we forget that this, this is everybody's job in the NFL. But if you're, if you're just in a bad relationship, sometimes you're not yourself. And sometimes you need a fresh start. And it's felt like this has been a breath of fresh air for Aaron Rodgers because pretty much everybody around the team talks about now everybody's excited because you're going to get good quarterback play a year after you had really bad quarterback play. But it feels like everybody's just really excited because he's embraced the leadership role in a way that, you know, I wasn't sure I was expecting him to, to be a leader to this extent. Now, you're the quarterback's always a leader of a team. And of course, you know, there's again, there's going to be excitement around Aaron Rodgers being on this team, but it feels like he's kind of just taken everything on. And, you know, you've seen it with the way he's worked with Zach Wilson. Now, how much of an impact will that have on Zach Wilson? Well, that'll probably be the topic of many shows in the years to come, but just all around the team. And beyond that, you know, I think one of my questions with Rogers was how well would he mesh with Garrett Wilson? And that's not necessarily a knock on Rogers. It's not necessarily a knock on Wilson, but Rogers is the type of quarterback He's very particular about his wide receivers, like a lot of great quarterbacks are. Brady was like this, too, where he expects his receivers to be in a certain spot. His, he expects his receivers to know where they need to go. And I think there's a question. I think it was fair to wonder how quickly will he and Garrett Wilson get on the same page? And again, that's not a, that's not like saying Garrett Wilson's doing anything wrong. It's not saying Rodgers is doing anything wrong. It takes time to build chemistry. And it's still early. We still haven't seen a, the first regular season game. But through training camp, the reports have all been that they have locked in, that they are just simpatico. And in the one game where Rodgers took the field in preseason, it was an impressive touchdown pass. He put the ball, first of all, he put the ball on the money. But second, if you watch that play, and I talked about this the other day, so if you're an everyday or you know what I'm about to say, that was like Rodgers changing something at the line. And Connor McGovern, in the post-game press conference, they did indicate Connor McGovern saw something also. But essentially, Rodgers, McGovern, and Wilson adjusted the play. Because if you look at the blocking assignments, you look at the way everybody else was moving, this was supposed to be a run play. And Rodgers just said, you know what, I like this matchup better. And we're just going to throw it to Garrett Wilson. And the degree of difficulty of that is higher than it looks. 
it's not an easy play to execute. It's the type of play you can only execute with a top-level quarterback. So I think it's fair to say that at least this preliminary look, and we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens the first game against Buffalo, but everything we've seen so far suggests that Rodgers and Wilson are on the same page. So we haven't seen a game yet, but there are certain things I've been looking for in the preseason, certain things I'm looking for in the in training camp. And every single one that I've been looking at has been positive, has gone about as well, or if not better than what I was hoping for. So, yeah, you're always going to be excited with Aaron Rodgers. But I think that everything that's happened so far, and again, the important stuff still to come because we're going to play real games here. But everything we've suggested so far, seen so far, suggests that Aaron Rodgers is going to have as good of a season as we're hoping he's going to have. But Rodgers is not the only pleasant thing to come out of training camp and preseason. Biggest question mark entering that was the tackle position. And the Jets got the best news they could get. They got the best performance they could get out of a guy who's a huge question mark for them this year, a guy who's a very important player. That's Makai Becton. And we'll talk about Becton's camp and preseason as we continue on this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. But that's not all. All customers who get bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. And if you are not aware, Sunday Ticket has a new home this year, no longer on direct TV. So you don't need a satellite dish to watch Sunday Ticket. That's big news for all you Jets fans who don't live in the New York area. Lots of national games this year for the Jets, but still... Plenty of games that may not be on in your area. So you'll want to get Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube or YouTube TV. And again, all customers who bet $5 at FanDuel will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. Big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday through the week, and then bonus episodes as needed. And next week, early in the week, we have a special guest scheduled. If you're a longtime listener, you can probably figure out who it is. It's that time of year again. So be sure to tune in to Locked On Jets next week as we begin preparing for week one of the season. But today we're kind of wrapping up training camp and the preseason. We're talking about some pleasant things that have happened, some things that have the Jets set up for success this season. Now, I think heading into this season, one of the big question marks, and one of the things, one of the only things that I think could potentially derail what's a very promising season is the offensive line, particularly the tackle position for the Jets, because that's like one of the spots that it's not really clear what the Jets are going to do going forward. And it's really only one of the premium spots where the Jets do have question marks. I mean, you've got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback at receiver. You've got Garrett Wilson. If nothing else, you've got a number one receiver. So, you know, it's debatable how good they are behind Garrett Wilson, but when you have a number one receiver, it cures a lot of your problems on the defensive side of the ball. You've got a very deep and very talented defensive line. And then a corner, you may have the best corner group of corners in the NFL covering, you know, shutting down other receivers. So those are like the key positions in the NFL the one spot spot that is a question when we're talking about key positions is the offensive line, particularly tackle. And I think the best case scenario for this, if you're looking at the respective talent levels, if you're looking at the respective ceilings among the players, is Mekhi Becton going out and having a great season. Because this is a guy who's 
not that far removed from being a top pick in the NFL draft and at least putting together a very solid rookie season. And a guy with the physical ability to be a very good tackle in this league. And Becton has missed two full seasons. And you know, there have been some issues with him. It seems like he and the coaching staff were not on the same page for a long time. He was working with the backups for much of training camp. I mean, he's making comments about the new, he has to get used to the new normal that his knee may not be comfortable all the time. And we'll see what happens with Becton. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I think the best case scenario for the Jets was him going out, playing great in preseason and earning a starting job. And these things all happened. And it's not clear whether or not the Jets planned on starting Becton. It's not clear like whether sometimes what happens when you see a team place a player with the second unit in preseason practices, they may intend for him to be a starter, but they're trying to kind of motivate him saying like, you got to prove to us that you're, you're going to be a starter. And maybe that's what happened. Or maybe he wasn't part of the plans and maybe he just played his way into the lineup because he was really, really good in the preseason. I think both as a pass protector and a run blocker. I think that this is, this has multiple impacts for the Jets. Now, number one is Aaron Rodgers. And I've talked about this a lot. I don't want to re keep rehashing this, but I think it should be said. Over, but maybe I do because it, keep, it does need to be reset over and over again. At 39, you don't bounce back as well from hits as you used to. And I've heard this from a lot of quarterbacks as they get older. So you want to keep Aaron Rodgers away from getting hit. And he's not as fast as he used to be. He's probably not going to be able to evade pressure quite as much as he used to. So you got to keep him clean. And you look at this offensive line. You know, up the middle, it's pretty solid. Connor McGovern's a good center. Elijah Vera Tucker looks like a talented young guard who's going to be an above-average guard, if not a pro bowler for much of his career. Lakin Tomlinson, eh, I don't know. I mean, he's been good in the past. I don't have a ton of confidence in Tomlinson. But the interior seems more solid, even with Tomlinson, than the tackle spots. At tackle, you got Dwayne Brown, who you know you're hoping in limited reps is going to be ready to go. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what you're getting from him at 38. But Becton, I still do have a degree of optimism for it. It's, and it was a long road back. I think part, something you cannot diminish is how difficult it is to come bounce back from back-to-back season-ending injuries in formative years of your career, in year two and year three, where you essentially don't play at all. It's not easy. And it's, it's still going to be a tough road. It's one thing for Becton to win the starting job. It's another for him to stay healthy over the course of a 17-week season. But... Everything again, it's you can't win the Super Bowl in the preseason, you can't win the Super Bowl in training camp, but you can at least start to read the situation. And what I can say is that everything that's needed to go right for Becton went right so far. And even though the bigger tests are still ahead, this is as good of a start as you could have hoped for because. With all due respect to Billy Turner, who's you know put together a career in this league, I don't know that you want Billy Turner as a starter. I think if you need Billy Turner to fill in for a couple games, you can live with it. Max Mitchell, what is he? I mean, I still I, I don't want to give up on a player in his second season, but he was a fourth-round pick. Fourth-round picks usually don't hit. I haven't seen anything to suggest to me Max Mitchell is going to be a good starter in this league. You know, Maybe he can develop into a good backup. I, I haven't seen anything, though, that makes me think Max Mitchell is a big-time player in this league. Becton has the draft pedigree. He's got the ability. And not only can he pass protect, you know, the second aspect of this is he can run block. And playing next to Elijah Vera Tucker, that's going to give the Jets a right side of the line. If everybody can stay healthy and everybody can perform up to their talent level, that's going to open holes on the right side of the line. And run blocking was an area where the Jets really struggled last year. When Brees Hall went down, he had a couple of games out of Bam Knight, maybe a game or two out of Michael Carter, but the run game really went with it. And now you won't need to lean as much on the run game this year 
as you did last year because you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback versus Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco. A you know, little bit of a difference there, which means you'll be able to lean on the passing game more. But at 39, again, you don't want Rodgers to have to do everything he used to do. You want Rodgers to maybe, maybe do like 90% of what he used to do. And that extra 10%, you can fill it in with the run game if you can block effectively. And it's another thing that just if you can run block effectively and your backs like Dalvin Cook can take the load, it means that you don't have to rush Brees Hall's back. That temptation to maybe give Brees Hall more carries before he's ready disappears. Becton's a key player. I think Becton is, if we're talking about the most important players on this team, Becton's up there. You know, if we're talking about players who will determine the fate of the New York Jets this season, you can make Becton make the case that Becton is a top three player because you don't know exactly what you're getting. But so far, if you ask me what's the perfect scenario, if you ask me at the start of training camp on September 1st, what do you want to see? What do you want to have happened in training camp in the preseason? I would have probably given you everything that's happened with Becton so far. So the offensive line, which is the question mark on this team, which is the one thing that if it doesn't go well, you could see it potentially maybe leading the Jets to not have the season they're having. So far, it looks good, and Mekhi Becton's a big reason. Now, head here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, I'll close out the show, and I'll talk about the most obvious thing that went right in training camp in the preseason. It's the thing that scares me the most in these uh, exhibition games and these training camp practices. The Jets largely avoided injury. That's a big plus, and we'll discuss it continuing this Friday edition of Lockdown Jets. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you have. I mentioned on the show the other day that I was in New York going to the U.S. Open, and I actually did not buy tickets in advance. And I said, you know what? I need to put my money where my mouth is. I talk to you about game time all the time. Let me try it out. And I have to say, it was a really pleasant experience. Very easy to use. I think sometimes like this, sometimes ticket sites make things more complicated than they have to be. They you know, make you jump through hoops that really don't seem necessary. Game time super simple. It was easy to use. I found good tickets to the U.S. Open last minute. It really did work well. So I'm not just telling you this as the host of Locked on Jets. I'm actually a customer, and I was very satisfied with it. So you should give it a try. Game time is the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you'll know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And that's that was true in my experience. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps in your set. Again, really easy. I can vouch for that myself. And tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you'll never have to dig through your email. Like I said, it, it was actually pretty good. Um, snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday. We're talking about reasons for optimism after training camp in the preseason. And I've talked about Aaron Rodgers, which is one of the obvious stories. But I think everything that's happened with Rodgers so far has been great for the Jets. Now we'll see what happens when we get to the game. Same goes for Mekhi Becton. Pretty much if Mekhi Becton is going to have an ideal season, this was the kind of start you wanted to see. The last thing is probably a little bit more obvious. But the Jets have largely made it through training camp in the preseason unscathed. Not entirely because Carl Lawson's dealing with some sort of back issue. But even then, I feel like Lawson's the type of guy, I don't know, I don't want to say the Jets can afford to lose him, but the Jets are deep at Lawson's position. In a way, they were not two years ago. You know, back in 2021, I mentioned this when Lawson got hurt in a training camp practice with Green Bay. It was a joint practice. 
I said that was probably the player the Jets could least afford to lose because they did not have much in the pass rushing department after him. This year, it's different. This year, a defensive end, I mean, you could go five, six deep at defensive end for the Jets. John Franklin Myers is there. Jermaine Johnson, who's had an outstanding training camp in preseason, is there. Uh, Bryce Huff is there. Uh, the first-round pick, Will McDonald, even if you're not expecting him to play a big role this year, he probably will contribute a little bit. And even Michael Clemens, who's a second-year player out of Texas A&M, who you know, had a solid debut season. Maybe Mike, maybe Clemens is not going to be a 10-sack guy, but as your number six defensive end, a guy who could slide in a little bit, you're in pretty good shape. But nothing could do, nothing derails a season quite like training camp and preseason injuries. And, you know, heading into the third preseason game, I told you that I felt like the Jets probably should play their starters a little bit. And I acknowledge that there were lots of Jets fans who were nervous because they didn't want to take the risk because you've seen it happen with the Jets. You've seen it happen with other teams that sometimes the most lasting thing that happens in, in preseason or training camp is you suffer a key injury. And you lose a guy, you lose a guy you can't afford, you can't afford to do without. And fortunately, the Jets made it through unscathed. And listen, you know, I've talked a lot about this on the show over the last couple of weeks, even the last couple of months, that the Jets, are, I think, are in that mix in the AFC. I mean, I think Kansas City is clearly the number one team. I think you could say Cincinnati is the number two team. They're, they're the two teams that have been to the AFC championship game the last two years. So until further notice, those are your top two teams in the conference. Buffalo, you know, they've won the division, was it three straight years? So I think you have to put them as number three. I think the Jets are in that mix with the, with all those other teams. You know, uh, Miami, you can throw in there. You can throw Jacksonville in there. You can throw the Ravens, um, Chargers, maybe. I'm sure there are a couple other teams you might want to put in the mix. We'll see how Cleveland is this year. AFC is pretty loaded this year. And as much as we don't want to admit it, in the NFL, a lot of the results come down to things that are beyond the control of teams. And one of those things are injuries. You know, if you stay healthy, you get good injury luck and, the, and your opponents don't, it's a huge leg up. Sometimes that's one of the determining factors of who comes out of a conference and who doesn't. And the fact that like long season ahead, 17 game season again, so that could change overnight. And I mean, if you're a Jets fan, you've been a Jets fan for the last 24, 25 years. The most infamous moment in week one was Vinny Testaverde going down that we don't want to see that again. So my point is not that it's going to happen. My point is not to create bad luck for the Jets. My point is just that things can change quickly, but you at least avoided those things in training camp and you avoided them in preseason for the most part. It's been, it was relatively healthy training camp as, as healthy of a training camp of preseason as I can remember for the New York jets. And perhaps that's a good omen because I don't think any team was more snake bitten on the offensive line last year than the jets. I mean, the offensive lines, the jets were putting on the field the last couple of weeks of the season were not starting caliber NFL offensive lines. And a lot of it was just, they were so decimated by injury at the tackle position and offensive lines, a spot where you just have to kind of get lucky. And again, so far, the Jets have been pretty lucky, and that's a very positive thing. It's one of those things. It's not skill as much as it is just fortune. And Jets are certainly overdue some good fortune, and they got it in the in the preseason. Now, let's hope it continues through the course of the regular season because the NFL, lots of good teams. You suffer injuries, you're not so good. And you know, if the Jets have better injury luck than the other competitors in the AFC, it could make it could end up making a big difference this year. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the podcast. Hope you have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday to talk more Jets.